0: It's time to play like a jet with your host
1: Scott Mason play like a jet. What does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play and my intention was to play for the New York Jets Rogers going for it all looking to bring it open He's got it! Lazard! Gonna go! Touchdown! Rogers snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon! Gardner's got it, breaking away, Garrett Wilson, Wilson a big play downfield, Allen tripped up, he could not get past Jermaine Johnson, oh look at the speed of Brees Hall, he's done it again, Brees lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown, and he's sacked again by Quinton Williams, what a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen.
2: this is play like a jet my name is scott mason you can follow me on twitter at play like jet one and we're going to talk state of the jets another round table with return guests they're on every year common jets fandom the stewart brothers jamie stewart and chase stewart jamie is over at newsday tv and chase runs football perspective chase jamie thanks for coming back on the show always great to talk to you guys
3: great to talk to you thanks for having us excited to be here
2: So let's start with what the Jets did this offseason Obviously the big addition is Aaron Rodgers There were some other ones Alan Lazard comes in Elijah Moore goes out McCall Hardman's here Randall Cobb is here Billy Turner What do you think of the players that the Jets brought in And who they shipped out And what do you think of the overall offseason Not counting the draft We're going to talk just free agency and trades here Jamie, we'll start with you
3: I mean, I I liked it. I I think um, I like the receiving core better than than most people. I think it's fine, especially when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. So I think, you know, I liked Elijah Moore, but obviously it didn't work out with him. Um, I I think the, the core of Wilson and Lazard and Corey Davis and Hardman and Cobb, I think that's fine. Um, obviously the old line, there's depth that has been secured, which is good. And you hope that it wouldn't be the most ravaged line in the league. Um, I like Chuck Clark. He's good. Uh, whitehead was a little disappointing last year. Uh, a little concern about the Jets linebackers. Um, but overall, I, I like the old line depth. I like the receivers. The running back core is good. Tight end core is good. Secondary is pretty decent. Um, Overall, I think they made some some good moves. They, they flirted with Beckham. Didn't work out. Can't blame them for the deal the Ravens gave. But, you know, overall, I, I think it was a pretty good offseason.
4: You know, it it was. Obviously, we're going to have to wait and see, right? So, you know, at the end of the day, having Aaron Rodgers
3: is great, we hope.
4: But I, I'm a little less excited about it. I mean, to some extent, their options were not great at quarterback. And so, you know, there was not... Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo was not gonna make this into a great offseason. I do think you can't ignore what they paid to get Rodgers, and I think it's a lot. I think they they gave a lot in compensation, in trade compensation, in you know, money that's gonna be owed to Aaron Rodgers. I think they probably did overpay to get him. And that's, you know, at some point you'll have to pay the Piper on that, and maybe that makes the 2024 and 2025. 2026 Jets a, a little bit of a worse team and makes the 2023 Jets better. And so I think you just have to be aware that I think they are, you know, going more in on the 2023 season. I think Lazard is fine. I think that Hardeman is fine. I mean, I, I, there's not a lot I would get super excited about outside of Rogers, but the the whole story of the, the Jets season is based on the idea that the twenty twenty three defense is going to be just as good if not better than twenty twenty two defense. and twenty twenty three Aaron Rodgers is going to be twenty twenty one Aaron Rodgers. And you know, if those two things happen, then they're they're in great shape,
2: Jamie, do you think the Jets did enough around Aaron Rodgers? He talked about the moves they made, but they're talking about being all in right now. Do you think they've improved the roster enough? to put them in a position to maybe compete with teams like Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati?
3: Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I mean, when you look at those teams and you you initially think, ah, well, the Jets aren't as good as the Bengals and they aren't as good as the Chiefs or the Bills. I mean, if you, every roster is flawed, is flawed. I mean, look at the Chiefs receivers, right? I mean, I, I probably would take the Jets receivers. I mean, yeah, they, but they have a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame tight end, a Hall of Fame head coach. You know, I mean, every roster is, is is flawed. I I think, you know, the selection of a pass rusher in the first round was a surprise to everyone. I think at that point I probably would have tried to go all in on offense and said, screw it. Let's just score 30 a game and let's have some fun. Um, So I think it remains to be seen if the jets offensive line is good, like top 12, then their offense should be capable of scoring 25 a game and their defense let up about 18 a game. And I would say, yes. So uh, it it remains to be seen, but I think it's, I think it's a very talented team for the most part, certainly the most talented team the jets have had in a long time.
4: You know, I I don't know that there's the top end talent on offense outside of Wilson, but that might be okay. And, And I'm not sure there was a real opportunity to get top end talent. And so, you know, if you think about Corey Davis and Alan Lazard as your, you know, your three, your two, that's pretty good. Denzel Mims, Cobb, Hardman, you know, fighting out to be number four. That's also pretty good. That's that's the deepest set of receivers the Jets have had in a while. On top of the fact that they don't even need to be super receiver heavy when they're, you know, they've got three tight ends that I think they're, they're curious about, right? And I think, they drafted Ruckert last year, hoping he was going to develop. And so they're deep at tight end. They're at least three deep at receiver. And you could even say, you know, maybe four five, six deep at receiver. So I, I think they – the only thing would have been, I guess, nice to add was a, another blue chip on offense at, you know, receiver or maybe tight end. But that's just not available. So I, I think they did do enough. Rodgers, you know, to me it's really about whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to be – there's a huge – uh spread of outcomes i can see for aaron Rodgers, and that anywhere from high end he somehow is a, another he can't the way he was in 2020 and 2021 and the low end is he is a 40 year old quarterback like just about every other 40 year old quarterback in history so that's going to be the question is what they get out of aaron Rodgers, not you know whether or not Corey davis is a fine number three
3: yeah, Ch- Chase and I have been going back and forth on this for since the Rodgers thing's happened. I mean, you look at Rodgers last year, we know the variety of reasons why he wasn't great, okay. But then when the Jets played him, he really wasn't that good. Let's be honest. He kind of looked old and he was like not interested. Now he clearly is motivated, revitalized, loves New York, all that stuff. But as Chase has pointed out to me several times, you know, only Tom Brady has pretty much gotten to this
2: point and
3: played great. Peyton hasn't Eli hasn't Roethlisberger hasn't Rivers hasn't so that's the huge question
2: without a doubt that's the question that looms over the Jets right now Drew Brees was pretty good but I think that last season when he was 40 years old it was mostly just dump downs and all of that and so Aaron Rodgers is in territory where he's going to have to try to be for the Jets what Tom Brady was for Tampa and as you said Nobody's done that other than Tom Brady doesn't mean it can't be done and if anybody could you would think it would be Aaron Rodgers who as recently as two years ago was MVP of the league but it remains to be seen the one thing that I think is interesting and there has been some criticism in circles about this Mark Ross for example who was the right-hand man to Jerry Reese in the Giants' front office when the Giants built two Super Bowl champions was on this show, and he said that he thought the Jets should have done more in the NFL draft to surround Aaron Rodgers with guys that could make a big impact now. And if you look at who the Jets drafted, I like most of the players. I think overall is a pretty solid draft class, at least on paper, obviously. We're not going to know for sure until we see these guys play and find out how their careers go, but on paper I liked what they did. But if you look at a lot of the players, it's not a draft that's loaded with guys that are going to come in and make a big difference day 1. Jamie, were you surprised by the strategy that the Jets went with and what did you think of the overall draft class?
3: Yeah, I think you're exactly right. That's you know what I mentioned before when you know when the linemen were gone, figured the Jets may say let's go offense, let's go receiver and let's help out Aaron Rodgers and instead they go Will McDonald and you know how much is Will McDonald going to play this year? You know, I don't, I don't know. We'll see the jets have a very talented line. Um, It's ironic because Rogers, what was one of his big complaints in green Bay over the years is that they weren't doing enough to help him on offense. And he comes here and the jets go defense in round one. I like Titman in round two. So I think who knows, maybe he's a starting center. Um, But I think you're right. We don't know how good these guys are going to be for a few years. Uh, Carter Warren. um, They got the running back in the fifth round. Um, From Pitt, who everybody's like, oh, all Jet fans are like, oh, this guy is amazing. I mean, he's a fifth round draft pick. We'll we'll see. Um, But with Brees Hall slow to come back from injury, you would imagine going into the season, they'll probably put him on a pitch count. Um, You know, maybe he'll have some more action. But overall, I think the draft was, you know, okay, unless Will McDonald turns into an awesome player, which is possible. I think your point is valid. How much are these guys going to help our Rodgers in year one? I mean, unless Titman is the starting center, which would be great. You know, I think that that's a valid question. I agree. I think Titman's probably the guy. Uh, but, you know, keep in
4: mind what, what I was saying before is the Jets are actually, we're not used to saying this, they're actually a pretty deep team. And so I think the idea that you would add a bunch of rookies to get them over the top, you know, that's not how most Super Bowl champions are built. And, you know, the, the draft class for the good teams Right. Is really for the you know, next year, the year after. You know, the, the most Super Bowl teams are not making the Super Bowl because of who they drafted that season. And I think that's to the Jets' credit that they're not a lot of, you know, you could argue safety, potentially one of the linebacker spots, but there's not a lot of real holes in the roster. Again, I do think there's potentially a lack of top end talent. Uh, maybe, you know, you could get three great receivers instead of Wilson and two pretty good guys. But it's not like that there's, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers just throwing to me, you know, so, so, yeah, who Geno Smith was throwing to. So I, I just don't think there's there was the need to do that. And perhaps, you know, we, we don't know what McDonald's going to do. But yeah, he could be uh, getting some sacks in the AFC Championship game, and then everyone's going to say it's a great draft pick. So for, for me, it's really, it comes back to obviously, we, we're, we're probably going to talk about soon, we might as well talk about now, what's going to happen at tackle and what's going to happen with Rodgers. And so it would have been interesting slash really nice to draft a a good tackle in the first round. It also would have been interesting or really nice if they drafted a good tackle in 2020. Uh, We'll see what the guy (laughs) back then turns into. But, you know, between – it is hard for me to get it, you know – I can get excited, but there's – I can be pessimistic too when I think about the season is going to come down to – Turning forty years old Aaron Rodgers and then the health of a uh, thirty eight year old Dwayne Brown and Makai In The idea that all three of those people are gonna be healthy it seems very far fetched to me.
2: Plus the defense staying <clears throat> injury free like it did last year. Well let's right. dig in on that a little bit since you brought that up, Chase. Jamie What do you think about the offensive Line did the Jets do enough To upgrade it around Aaron Rodgers because Really Tipman was the big move Everybody else more or less Stays the same here of course you do have Makai Becton coming back and I Will say Chase I'll disagree with you In the sense that I do think Makai Becton's a good player the question hasn't really Been the quality of his play it's been Him being able to stay on the field because his Rookie year he was pretty good especially Considering that everybody thought he'd Be a project he looked really Good in the limited action that he Had because he only played one year In the three years that he's been in the league The big question here though is can he Stay healthy and like you said you've got Dwayne Brown coming off that shoulder surgery You've got Elijah Vera Tucker Coming back off an injury But Kai Becton coming off of two missed Seasons now so there are a lot of Question marks there on that offensive line Jamie do you think the Jets have done Enough or is that something that Jets fans are just going to have to hold their breath And keep their fingers crossed with
4: and before he answers that i'm just going to let you know that the jets have won two games with mckay beckon in the the lineup but you can now answer that question Jamie.
3: it's probably not beckton's fault i mean gaze was the coach
4: but whatever (laughs) i'm just yeah i wouldn't say he's a good player we're gonna you know cling on to what he did in 2020 when the jets were the worst team
2: in the nfl i think he was a good player in 2020 i don't think the jets record was his fault I don't know what he has left in the tank after being out for two years. I think that's the big question. All I'm saying is that I think he was a good player when he played. I think he showed that on the field. The question is, what is he now? And so, Jamie, what do you think he is now? What do you think the Jets can expect from him reasonably after being gone for two years? And what should Jets fans expect overall from the offensive line? I mean, Vera Tucker
3: should be uh, All-Pro. Hopefully, you would hope Lakeland Tomlinson is much better than a disappointing last year because he was not good at all. Um, Dwayne Brown, remember, Dwayne Brown was you know a very good starter, but was brought in as an emergency because of the Bechtin injury. Um, so, like Chase said, you're relying on a what what is he 38, 39 year old guy, but he mm-hmm. should be pretty solid, Dwayne Brown. It's very interesting to see you know with center. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, if Titman's going to take over the spot, um, we'll see what right tackle. But as far as that left tackle t- tackle spot, I mean, Becton, yeah, was throwing guys around, looked awesome, can't play a full year. The best thing I think Jeff fans have going for them with Beckton is it's basically a contract year. He's thinking about money and that's why he shed so many pounds. And that's why he shows all his workout videos more than, you know, like, you know, Schwarzenegger. And that's nice. Um, If he's awesome, that's great. But, you know, he has shown the tendency to pout a lot. So Dwayne Brown has never played right tackle. I don't think for the most part in the NFL. So I'm pretty sure Dwayne Brown wants to play left tackle and we know Makai Becton wants to play left tackle. So I don't know who's going to win that battle. Like Salah said, show me. So maybe he wins it and then back and then Brown, I guess moves to right. Um, But if Becton doesn't win that spot, you know, there could be some trouble. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I do think Beckton's rookie season was a little overrated. I I
4: think he, he, Look, he, he was drafted in some ways. He looked like a project, so he was not a bust. And I think that, you know the Jets were happy he was not just a run blocker. Uh, he was not perfect in pass protection, but he did fine. Again, that was an awful team. It's hard to judge any of it, and it was now three years ago. So I, I think that, unfortunately, Joe Douglas and the Jets were in a tough spot here because they have backed in. And so spending a bunch of resources on another tackle to replace him gets tricky, especially when you also have Brown you know, you, are you going to have three tackles that you're going to put a lot of resources into? Maybe they would have if the draft had unfolded a little bit differently. Maybe that is what they wanted. Maybe it isn't. Uh, but it's just, you know, I think if if you want to say what is the most likely outcome, uh, it's not 34 games out of Beckton and Dwayne Brown. And I think it's, it's also, you know, noteworthy. What does that mean for Aaron Rodgers? So when I think about the Jets' season – it uh there's a lot of you know, possibilities yes could could beckton play like it's 2020 and aaron Rodgers play like it's 2020 and dwayne brown play like it's 2020 uh if that happens <laughs> things are great but you know it's very easy to envision one you know one of those guys getting hurt and then all of a sudden you know someone misses a block and now aaron Rodgers gets hit now he's out for four weeks and things unraveling pretty quickly so uh it feels to me like a very high varying season for the jets and that's just the offense I and mean, defense maybe it's the same situation going on so uh you know i don't know if there was a lot of ways to avoid this you know the jets were where they were because you know they drafted beckton and it hasn't worked out they drafted wilson and obviously it did not work out and so the offseason the opportunities were limited and now you know at least there's a chance things work out but i, I think i am a little more pessimistic than my brother
3: you always are pessimistic. But, I mean, at the same time, like, the Jets are due some good luck here. I, I mean, I think that's fair to say. I, I know you can't qualify quantify that. But, like, at some point, they're they're going to actually have starters play, like, most of the year, instead of going to, like, the third or fourth guy.
1: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at Chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
5: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet.
2: Jamie, let's talk a little bit more about what the Jets are due this season. You said good luck should come their way. I think a lot of Jets fans would say they've been holding out hope for that for a really long time. But if the Jets are going to do well this year, it's going to come down to not just luck, but Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, and everybody on the coaching staff and in the front office Where are you at right now with Salah and Douglas? I know last year you and Chase both said it was TBD. And obviously, Chase, you made the point that everybody has brought up, and it's an obvious point, which is that Joe Douglas, under his watch, the Jets haven't won anything. They haven't even had a winning season, so you can't really praise the guy too much until they really show you that they can win some games. And so this year will be that test. Jamie what do you think Joe Douglas has he done a good enough job to put the team in the right position Robert Sala is he the guy going forward with Joe Douglas you've heard some competing things some people have pointed to the record as we said and said how good of a job could you really say he's done but then other people would point to the roster and say this is a roster he built that was attractive enough that Aaron Rodgers wanted to come here with Robert Sala you could look at different parts of his leadership and say the players love him and he seems to be having things going in the right direction but you could also say there was the major failure with Zach Wilson there was the major failure with Mike LaFleur in the offense and all that and also then with Zach Wilson since I brought him up as well Do you think there's any realistic chance that he could be salvaged? I know that that's the narrative right now, and I'm not saying it's impossible, but it does seem a little far-fetched just based on history, right? Because I don't think we've seen anybody who is as bad as he was stayed on his original team and then turned into a really good quarterback. I guess the closest thing would be somebody like Alex Smith but that was a little bit different because they brought in a whole new coach. And even Smith only became about a league average quarterback. So what do you think? Robert Salah, Joe Douglas, Zach Wilson, where do you fall in all of it? Salah to me is, other than Aaron Rodgers,
3: if he can reclaim that MVP form and the old line Salah to me is is the biggest question mark. What has he proven? I like him. He can run up the stairs. He can motivate people. Um, but we've seen the game management issues. Um, uh, we've seen certain lapses. So I want to see Robert Sala prove that he can coach in a big game. Now the jets really haven't had too many big games yet. You would think that changes this year. So can Sala be the guy to make the right coaching moves, you know, in the big games, in the big <laughs> moments. So that's TBD. I don't know the answer to that, but I think Sala has the most to prove. I think Joe Douglas has done a good job. I'm not going to get into it. Chase Chase can kill Joe Douglas. I'll let Chase do that. Um, He totally whiffed on Zach Wilson at the moment, which is arguably the biggest bust in Jets history. And that was the biggest decision Joe Douglas had to make. Somehow, though, he has survived to the point where some people think the Jets are going to the Super Bowl this year. So he's done a good enough job of making this team relevant. We'll see what happens this year. I'm making it quick. And for Zach Wilson, yeah, it's a long shot. It's a long shot, but he's got his idol. He can sit and watch. He played a little bit. He's got the talent. We'll find out. But if Aaron, Rod- Aaron Rodgers plays two years, then what happens with Zach Wilson's contract? The Jets are not going to, you know, give him that fifth year. So is he, you know, there's something to be said for that as far as what happens with Zach Wilson uh, when he when Aaron Rodgers finally leaves. So it's a long shot, but I think there's a shot.
4: Yeah, you know, I don't know. Douglas is hard. Uh, you know, I think he. Uh, he did a good job with some trades. We know that. I think the drafts have been mostly bad, right? I mean, so you can't ignore that, uh, at least to date, Beckton was a bad pick. Uh, obviously, Mims was a bad pick. Ashton Davis was a bad So the, the whole 2020 draft was bad. And then the 2021 draft, You know, Zach Wilson was the key and he completely whiffed on that uh, as much as possible. Uh, you know, there were five quarterbacks that went in the first round and it looks like he may be the worst of them. And there were other options. We could have seen Joe Douglas trade down. They could have done, you know, they, whatever they wanted to do. I don't know. All we know is what they did do, which is draft Wilson, who's been terrible. And Elijah Moore was a terrible draft pick, you know, now that we know it. Right. So I think Jets fans, including me, were excited about Elijah Moore after the first year, but it, you know, Maritaka has been good, although they did, you know, they spent some compensation to get him, and I get that. But if you look at that draft in its totality, the number two pick on Wilson trading up to the 14th pick Verataka, and then the 34th pick on Moore, that's a bad draft. So, you know, that that all of that to say a lot of whiffs by Douglas early on. Then last year, yeah, obviously Gardner and Wilson was terrific. So we'll see. I think he's done good on trades in general. I don't know if I love the Rogers trade. I guess I'll give him credit because they, they they didn't whiff on it. I mean, at this point, it would have been a disaster if they didn't get Aaron Rodgers. So at least he did close the deal, but I do think Doug was overpaid. Sala, so, uh, you know, I give him credit. A lot of people wanted to just. Why,
3: why did he overpay, though? I mean, he got Aaron Rodgers. Like, well, because Aaron Rodgers is turning 40
4: and nobody else was going to trade for him. And he's got an enormous contract. He's owed a ton of money that he maybe is not going to be worth. And they had to give. Up, you know, good amount of draft capital to get him. So I do think they overpaid to get him.
3: What were the that's, What were the alternatives? Why. Oh, you mean Derek Carr? I guess. Well, or you know, they they uh,
4: negotiate better with the Packers, you know, or they they go find another quarterback. Wow. They, well, who's they, the other quarterback? Bridgewater. Yeah, it would have been a worse quarterback. Maybe it would have helped with the leverage. Right. I, at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. I just don't think the trade for Aaron Rodgers is something where it's now they they. Most people would say the Jets overpaid. I think the Jets overpaid, and so I don't know how much credit I want to give Rodgers for for doing that. Now, right. if if you know, there's a chance Rogers comes in and is awesome, and then yeah, then kudos to Joe Douglas. But I think that's that's kind of like saying trading up for Sam Darnold is a great move because right. there's a chance he's going to be awesome, and then he isn't. So I I I don't you know we're going to find out. This could go south very quickly with Rogers in terms of that contract. Or there's a chance that he's 2020 Aaron Rodgers and we're all very happy and I'd be very excited to eat, eat those words next year. I hear uh, you. Chris, with, with Sala, I think people wanted him to fire Ulbrich. He didn't. I think that has worked out. I give him credit for that. I don't like hiring Hackett. I think that seems like a, a bad pick. You know, I don't know if I have a lot of faith in Hackett as an offensive coordinator. We'll see. It's obviously all tied into Rodgers. Uh, And then Zach Wilson, you know, it's it's not going to work out.
2: (laughs) Well, let's talk about whether or not we think Aaron Rodgers is going to be 2020 Aaron Rodgers or 2021 Aaron Rodgers, because that would be the ceiling for this team, I think. And obviously the floor is, as you said, Chase, before, that Aaron Rodgers looks like a 40-year-old quarterback, and maybe he's around league average or something like that, and the Jets don't reach expectations. So we'll start with you, Jamie. What do you think the realistic ceiling and the realistic floor for the Jets is this season, and ultimately, what's your prediction? You don't have to give me an exact record. You can if you want, but how do you think this is going to turn out for the Jets in 2023?
3: You know, being a Jet fan for over 30-something years, I can guarantee you one thing. The season will not go the way I expect it to go. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's my honest answer. Like, right now, I am thinking the Jets are going to get 11 wins. That's what I think. And that's enough for the playoffs. I don't know if it's enough for the division. I think Aaron Rodgers uh, is revitalized. I like the team around him. Uh, I think Brees Hall will take a little while to get going. But this is a good running game. Good tight ends, good receivers, really good quarterback, top 10, top five defense. There's no reason why this team shouldn't be good. Now they have the toughest schedule in the league at the moment for the first like 12 games. So I think it could be a little spotty start. Um, but I think Rogers is going to look very good. Um, Hackett and Rogers seem to get along great. And I like the jets offense around him. Um but they got to go through, you know, they have Buffalo, they got Miami, they got the Eagles early on, they have the Chiefs early on. Uh, so it's a tough stretch, but I think the Jets are going to go 11-6 uh, and six right now. They're going to make the playoffs, and we'll be talking about the playoff game, and there you go.
4: Uh, that'd be exciting. I mean, it's been a very long time, as we all know, since the Jets made the playoffs, and I hope that's, that's where this ends up. Uh, it is hard for you. Know, it is easy for me, I guess I could say to put together a story where a year from now we're looking back and saying, you know, Rogers was not that good at 39. He, he was hurt. The Jets offensive line, we knew was going to have issues. And at 40, he wasn't that good. And the Jets end up going eight, nine. Uh, And you know, that, that was kind of obvious. And why didn't we all see that coming? I I think that it is unlikely, but it, it is at least possible and that's better than you can say for most seasons that it all comes together, right? It is possible that the defense has a repeat of last year, if not even better with, you know, their younger players growing into those roles and the offense is, you know, light years better than last year because Rogers and and Lazard and Wilson are terrific. So it, it is possible that the jets have a top eight offense and a top eight defense. And there's only a couple of teams in the NFL that have that it is, you know, it's hard to know though, because I do think the floor on this team is a lot lower than than other people say. So uh, I, I guess if I have to give you a prediction, um, maybe I'll be a little optimistic and I'll go with ten and seven, and then a, a wild card run to the Super Bowl. Wow. you for a little curveball. Oh wow!
2: Chase being super optimistic. I didn't see that one coming, Jamie. Did you? I I mean he went wow at my eleven, and then he gave me ten, but. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no. With I mean, a wild-card run. At some point, look, it's the Jets, so I'm always thinking something's going to happen, and it probably will, and we'll probably end up uh, going to the playoffs, and somehow Zach Wilson's going to be playing in the playoffs game. So that's, that's what's going to happen.
2: I don't think Jets fans have the heart for that one, but <laughs> I do think they would very much enjoy it if... What Chase said happens, they might be a little disappointed at the 10-7 record, but they'd get over it really quickly if the Jets make a wild-card run to the Super Bowl like the Giants did quite a few years ago. Jamie Stewart, Chase Stewart, thanks so much for coming on and talking about the state of the Jets with me on this roundtable. As always, really appreciate it. I always look forward to this time of year when I get to talk to you guys. For everybody that wants to check out what you're doing, Jamie, you're over at Newsday. Chase, you've got your own website. So, Jamie, you go first, and then Chase, you talk about what you're up to.
3: Oh, you could just check out on my Twitter, uh, Jamie Stewart. That's J A M I E S T U A R T TV. Uh, that's my at. And same, uh, on Instagram is N12Jamie Stewart. And I have th- lots of fun sports features and human interest stories and uh, uh, lots of Jets talk come September.
4: There you go. And yeah, you can, I'm on Twitter at FBG Chase. You'll be seeing me tweeting probably to Jamie
3: about the Jets a lot this season. <laughs> <laughs> and as I say, after we talk every year, We'll talk again, guys, once the playoffs roll around.
2: Let's hope for the first time since January of 2011, the Jets are actually in the playoffs and we can enjoy a playoff game with the Jets playing in the game rather than just watching the games and hoping that the Jets can get in there. But if even Chase is optimistic enough to predict a wildcard playoff run, then maybe Maybe it just might be the year. So make sure you check out everything Jamie's doing and everything Chase is doing as well. Check out everything we've got going on over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like A Jet YouTube channel. Some awesome all 22 breakdowns up on our channel. So watch our reviews and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, teepublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the Play Like A Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. teepublic.com.